Well, here we are again, back at the Conflab with Nate Cartledge, which is me. Hey, I'm so humbled and stoked to have you in this space with me today. Let's tap on in. All right, before we get started, we just want to thank our great friends at Studio 6 Burley on the Gold Coast. They are such a great support to me and the Conflab helping us get this out to you all the time. So if you're a content creator, if you have a a long-term podcast or you're looking to start a podcast or you need a studio for anything, reach out to them at Studio 6 at Burley on the Gold Coast. They are amazing. Thanks again, guys. Welcome to the conversation, everyone. This is the Conflab. And if this is your first time listening or watching, I am so grateful. And if this is not... If you've been a part of this journey in this community of the Conflab, I am extremely grateful to, for the opportunity to be able to, you know, bring you guys great guests and and some solos. Today's a solo, and it's it's good. It's, it's exciting because I haven't done one for a while because we've had such phenomenal guests on, and we've got some really cool things happening in the pipeline. But I just wanted to give you all a big shout out. Thanks for joining the community. Thanks for joining. And listen, this is a conversation. That's what the word conflab means. It's a private or intimate discussion or conversation. So please converse with me. Please jump on. Give me your ratings. Um, give me a guest, what, what, who you want to hear, and also you know what you want to hear. We want to deliver to you the best we can so it's going to help you guys grow in every aspect possible. Before we get started with, with this today's content, which is about leadership. I just want to give a shout out to a little company here that's struggling at the moment and ask you guys, we're a community here on the Gold Coast and it's local and we believe in local and ask everyone to get around these guys. They're hurting. It's, it's been a tough little process, but that's High Vibe Water and our good friends there, Geordie and Kel and the team at High Vibe Water, get around those guys, get down there, see them in, in Koala Park where they're established their establishment is, and buy from them, join them, and support them. They're an incredible company. What they what they do in the community is amazing, and I love these guys. Uh, so to the whole team out there at High Vibe, keep going, guys. We're with you. All right, let's bounce on in to this to today's content. Now, the last solo I brought you was about leadership and self-leadership and how important it is, and I just want to bounce off that and anchor off that as well as bring you some, I've got some four points here that I want to deliver. However, I want to dig into this whole self-leadership thing properly. And and where I've been, like I was on a podcast this last week for somebody else, which was great because there was a lot of good content come out of it and a lot of really cool understanding for me about different things with leadership and where it comes from. I believe to be a good leader in business to be a good leader in, in organizations, whether it be a, a religious organization, a charitable organization, a political organization, or any sort of business, we must first be a good leader within ourselves. And I believe that we have all within us that we need to carry out our purpose and our role. In fact, on that podcast, I actually revealed that our purpose really is us. Our mission is external, but our purpose is internal. We need to actually unpack all of the layers that have been put on us by society and what we've learnt, learnt traits, uh, BS stories that we've written about things, uh, upper limit problems, to actually really find out who we are. So when I hear someone say, oh, I just don't know who I am and I'm looking for my purpose, 
they're generally telling me they're looking external rather than saying, well, what about the person inside? What about the, for me, it's Nath. You know, I'm Nath. I'm, my name's Nathan, but I like to be called Nath. But I'm Nath. Who was Nath before he was Nath Cartledge? Who was Nath before he was a white Australian, grew up in Townsville, loved sport, did painting as a career, have multiple business now? Who's Nath before that? Married with kids? Who's Nath before that? Who's the person before that? And I had to go back and fall in love with that person. And that's what I call self-leadership. Learning how to love what you've been given to be able to be the best version you can be for everybody else. It's a humbling experience. It, it's through suffering. It, it's, it's hard. It's, it's not easy. But it's the most beautiful journey that anyone can ever go on. And I know, like, I don't regret anything. However, I do wish I'd come across this a long time ago because I know that I would have been better for my children. And, and their journey's their journey, but I would have been better for them. You know, like, I would have been better for the people in my community. But now I am. And now I can be. And now I'm watching the light shine through other people, which is phenomenal. I'm really grateful to God to help me on that journey and to reveal stuff to me. And I'm grateful for the people in my world. Before, so before we get into these four points, I actually want to talk to everyone about one of the things about leadership and self-leadership is you can design your own life. And it's very true. You can design the life that you want. And I hear a lot of it in uh, personal development, personal growth, and I think it's very important because sometimes we are living a life that's been designed for us and it's important for us to go, hey, I don't want that. Who am I really? What are my values? What are, what are my character traits? What are my desires? And here's one. Uh, there's so often said, you know, you've got to des- deny your own desires. Well, sometimes maybe it's deny the egotistical desires to go after what really is in your heart. And what's really in your heart is the right desire. It's the right thing. You'll find it. So I just want to put that out there, that there's so much bullshit out there about, hey, you know, you've got to deny your own desires. Well, well, actually deny your egotistical desires, the ones that want status and want material things and want promotion and want approval and want all those things. Yeah, deny those. Deny that self of you, which is generally in your mind. But what's in your heart is your true self. Don't deny those desires. They've been planted in there for a particular reason for you to go after a mission. And that's, that's the uncovering. So we hear this thing about design your own life, you know, design the life that you want. See yourself in 12 months and what habits do they have or do those habits. That's great. And I absolutely believe in it. But I, I actually also want to add a layer to that that may be a little conflictual because I hear a lot of it, but I don't see a lot of action. And there can be no growth without action. There will be, like, honestly, and I love this little quote, status quo is your biggest enemy. Well, let's look at it this way. Status quo is the biggest enemy to growth. So if it's just words, design my life and affirmations and uh, visualizations and manifestations, it's a lot of fucking Asians. But you know what? Like, that's all good. They're all amazing. But without action, they are just smoke. They are just words that will fall to the ground. They actually won't carry you through suffering. They won't carry you through trauma. They won't carry you through pain because they're just words. So we're backed up without an action. What's the actions that we need to back up this design my life? You know, what are my values? Well, this is what I want. These are my values. 
What do I want to become? What's my philosophy? How am I best going to serve my community? That's a design your life. But then what are the actions that we need to take? And then we've got to implement actions because, again, you know, setting goals and designing a life and having all these ambitions is one thing. But you can, again, like I've heard this so many times and I hear so many people come up with great ideas, phenomenal ideas, most creative people in the world. Hey, what if we do this? What if we do that? Well, do it. You know, have a go. Have a crack. Put some real wheels around it. You know, do the do the due diligence to actually have a go at something. Don't just have an idea because that just makes you another lunatic with an idea. Be a lunatic that has a go. Put some action around your things. This is self-leadership. So here we are. Here's the first of the four, four items. So today we're going to go over these four items and in a little bit of detail, not a lot, just so you don't have too much information, but these are the way to implement proper, no matter what design you want, if you just want to be healthy, if you just want to be fit, if you want money, if you want family, if you want success in anything, you just want to buy a house or you just want to get a car or you want to have a dog, or whatever it is that you want, how to design your life, or you want to travel, any of these things, here's the four things. Because in this society right now, what I see is such instant gratification and it's getting worse. We want it and we want it now. We want it and we want it right now. Why can't we have it now? Go and get a credit card and buy it. Go and get this and do it. You know, instant gratification. But I'm telling you something. There is so much more freedom and so much more uh, internal validation and so much more uh, good character given to uh, delayed gratification. You know what? I'm going to put this off a little bit to get it better because we can have this now or if we actually put it off and we work a bit harder, we could have this. It goes from this to this simply because we're going to delay the gratification and be disciplined. That's number one. So number one is discipline. And here's an explanation of what discipline is. Discipline, the ability to make yourself do something, even if it's difficult, so that you can achieve a goal. So discipline. So when you're actually designing your life, what are the character traits that that person needs to have? Well, then you have to be disciplined to implement them. So I'll give you a slight example here for me. I get an ice bath every day. And you might think, oh, yeah, you get an ice bath, you've got that, and it's, it's close to you, and it's too hard for me. I'm telling you how this is a difficult thing. Getting in an ice bath every day, especially I go straight into a sauna. I sweat for half an hour in a sauna. I get my body temperature right up after a workout. Then I get straight into an ice bath. So it's hot, cold exposure. Great, that's a flex, Nath. Good on you. I'm telling you now, it never is, gets easy. That that is moments of getting in the ice bath where your breath is completely taken away. You can go straight into hyperventilation and freaking out. The only thing that's made it easy for me is my understanding of breath work. I control myself, control my emotions, control my thoughts, control those things that my, my whole body just wants to climb back out of that ice bath. It can be anywhere between five degrees and eight degrees. And it's cold. It's freezing. Every part of my limbs freezes. My, my organs freeze. Everything gets cold. And it's so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable every day. It never gets any better. Like there's never been a day where I sit in there at that temperature and go, oh, this is nice. I'm used to this now. No, fucking way. It's not. It's not easy. It's hard. But what it does for me is it's discipline. 
Once I can do this every day and I see my six minutes or my eight minutes out, some people only do four, that I like to stretch myself a little bit. And it's not so much, like I know there's science out there about it and I understand a lot of it and the cold, hot exposure and the brown fats and the cold uh, proteins and all that stuff that starts working in our body and the thermogenesis, all that stuff, great. But for me, it's a take that flesh. It's take that. You, that's killing the ego. That's stopping the egotistical desires. You can, you can be disciplined to do this. You can be disciplined to do anything. That's discipline. Number two, number two in our, our self-leadership, achieving our designed lifestyle thing, self-control. Different than self-discipline or discipline. Self-control is the ability to control oneself in a particular, in particular, one's emotions and desires, especially in difficult situations. So emotions, like where Chuck, that self-control is like someone cuts you off in traffic, what are you going to do? You know, I was driving through a car park yesterday on my scooter and a guy walked across the road and a pushbike rider, they, they didn't hit each other, they nearly hit each other. These two grown men, one was older than me on the pushbike and the other guy wasn't older than me, but they're two grown men in a car park and they started at each other, 10 metres away from each other, swearing their heads off, calling each other, the worst words under the sun in the middle of a car park where there's kids running around. Here's these two grown men having a go at each other, ripping each other to pieces, still riding apart from each other and walking apart from each other, but they're still pointing and yelling and come back here, you F and C, I'm going to fight you. And these these two grown men and they keep going. I was, I was blown away. I'm going, you two grown, you're not even grown boys. But they're two grown men, probably with families. And I'm like, there's no self-control there. So when it comes to emotions, there's no self-control. What's the best way to control your emotions? Breathe. Remember that beautiful quote from Viktor Frankl, from stimulus to response is a space that shows your growth and freedom. So when you're stimulated, take a breath. Hang on, I'm going to control these emotions. My emotions right now, and they're natural, when I'm cut off in traffic or some idiots run, nearly run me over on a push bike and... Or whatever happens, what it, it's not going to affect that person, your emotions. It's only going to affect you. you know. And you're going to get some personal growth out of the fact that, hey, I didn't react. I actually just let that go. That's self-control. The other part of self-control is, is desires. Oh, you know what? I want to go and eat that piece of, you know, I want to go and have that chocolate. I want to have that unhealthy. I want to have a few extra drinks. I want to go out. No, those things. Like if that's your design and – all good if that's not. You know, if you want it, great. I'm not judging. There's no judgment here or gauge on anything. What I'm saying is applying self-control to the things that you want. So you want to be healthy. You want to be fit. You want to – well, then when those opportunities come up for you to do the things that aren't healthy, self-control needs to come into play. Being fully in control of oneself. And, it's, and, and I'm going to get to something really important before I go to the next point. So the very first thing before discipline self-control is self-awareness. We need to be fully aware of oneself before we can apply discipline and self-awareness to the design we want. So we can manifest and visualize and we can design our life, but without being fully self-aware of who we are and what our capabilities are, it's not going to matter. We're actually thinking, oh, look, I see this person. I'm going to design my life that way. And we're not we don't have those capabilities. So we need to be self-aware. 
And then we need to take full responsibility and ownership for who we are and what we have. Then we apply discipline and self-control. Really important keys there. I hope this is helping people. Number three on on my list of four amazing things that are going to help you with self-leadership, designing your life the right way. First was discipline. Second was self-control wrapped around self-awareness and taking responsibility, taking radical ownership of the things in your life. Everything that happens to you externally, if you can turn that around and have say, this has happened for me internally, then you've taken ownership of it. So number three, consistency. You know, consistency is a superpower. One percenters, adding one percent every day. And some days if you struggle with it, Cool. James Clear says, miss one day, don't just don't miss two because two will turn into 10 and then all of a sudden you're off your loop. So consistency, it's such a superpower. And I remember this story, and I may have shared this before, but I remember the story that Oprah Winfrey shared. At one point, she went on this radical eating plan and lost so much weight that she was really thin. And people were sending all sorts of beautiful messages. Hey, you look fantastic. You look Really good, fantastic, well done. Praise, praise, praise on Oprah for losing all this weight, right? Her statement was really powerful because she said that that was the most unhealthy version of me that has ever lived. And she said, what I don't understand is why don't people praise my friend next to me, her one of her best friends, who never put the weight on in the first place? The power of consistency is so important. And I know that's one that I have to apply to my life every day and I don't get it right and I'm on my journey. The consistency is the most important thing. Consistency in your daily routine. It can feel like, oh, I'm just doing the same thing every day, but you're building towards your perfect designed life. You're living it daily and you're living it for the future. Consistency is a superpower. Someone should put that on a T-shirt, I think. Consistency is a superpower. It really is. It's not your ability. You know what? You don't get to the Olympics because you think you can. You get there because you think you can and you apply all these things and you're consistent every day in these habits of increase. Consistency is a superpower. Remember that one. The last of all four points, first was discipline, second self-control, third consistency, and that's wrapped around self-awareness and the ability to take full ownership of your life. So the fourth one is patience. This is the hardest one. So patience is this, the capacity to accept or tolerate delay problems or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious. Oh, so difficult. Like I think I'd rather an enema than have to be given patience. And I'm not a fan of anything going up my butt really, honestly. Patience is so important. You must be patient to achieve when things don't turn out your way. When you, if you're a scale person, I'm not personally. I don't get on scales if I want to lose weight. I'm not interested in them. Uh, they just lie. But if it's your, if that's your gig, then great, uh, fantastic. But when the scales don't give you the result you want, so so many people chuck out the plan. Or when you lose a relationship because you've been patient, you chuck out the plan. Or when you, whatever happens. Sometimes, and I'm trying to think of some scenarios, a job deal doesn't go through or, or you've been trying to apply for a finance or you're trying to buy a house or buy a car or, or do something and it doesn't work out, you chuck out the plan. Well, 
I think that patience is probably one of the most powerful of those four. Yes, discipline. We could say discipline at 20%, self-control at 20%, consistency at 20%, patience at 40%. I think patience is the most important part of all of it. Because when you've actually built the design and you've got your little habit stack or your rhythm or your routine on a daily basis and you're adding your one percenters, you've got to be patient for the result. Because if you jump too early, you're going to miss out. And that goes back to the story, and I think it's in Rich, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, or The Richest Man in Babylon, about the guy who stopped three foot before the vein. He was a, a miner and he stopped three foot before he got to the one of the biggest uh, wealth, uh, I think it was iron ore veins somewhere in America. This was back at the turn of the century, the original turn of the century in the 1900s. And he became an incredible salesman after the fact because he learnt what happened, that he gave up three foot before the vein because he didn't apply patience. Not It wasn't patient. It's, no, no, I'm going to see this through. I'm going to be patient. Now, I know that there needs to be malleability. I know that needs to be sometimes a pivot. I know that. But if we can be patient in these things, then we'll be able to see when we need to pivot. We'll be able to see properly, not just react. Oh, like, it's not working. We've got to go. No, we need to be patient in my rhythm. We need to be patient in my things. To be patient in discipline. Be patient in self-control. Be patient in consistency. Be patient in all these aspects to design your life. And that is what self-leadership is all about. Be patient with your team. You know, they're not perfect, but nor are you. You know, my dad, who's a very, very wise man, said to me once about churches. He said, son, when you find the perfect church, it'll all of a sudden become unperfect. And it's very true. And I'm not just talking about churches. I'm just talking about organizations, any organization. Be patient. Be patient with people. And it's so important to be patient with people. Because you know what? You don't want to be the guy, the two guys and two grown men in a shopping center car park yelling disgusting expletives at each other when there's kids and people running around and acting like children. Be patient. Be patient with people. Give people a chance. You know, on the back of patience is kindness. And it's, kindness is like if I say that consistency is a superpower, well, I don't know. I think kindness, kindness is the kryptonite to evil. Anyway, I'm going to check out here. Hope you all have a great day. Reach out. want to hear from you. That was the end of another episode. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you've enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to rate, review, and subscribe as this will help me get my message out to more people. If you've heard anything today that has resonated with you, please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram, at Nath Cartledge. All the other ways to contact me will be in the show notes. I'd love to chat and hear your thoughts. Can't wait to conflab next week.